Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. the story of the father and his two sons, as you like to call the parable of the prodigal son, Colin. And uh, we reached the point in the story where the prodigal son had gone off and hit rock bottom, but then come to his senses. And you made the point that he was showing signs of, of, of true repentance. And uh, you're going to finish explaining this story as he comes back to his father. Repentance is more than just forgiveness of sins. It's a turning to God or a turning back to God. And uh, I mentioned at the end yesterday that the son realized that his real um, sin was against God, not just against his father. I've sinned before heaven and before you. Now, what was the reaction of the father to this repentance? Actually, what God's uh, reaction is whenever any of his children repent or any people that are not yet his children repent. But while he was still a long way off, we read in verse 20, the father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. Uh, literally, he was tender-hearted towards him. Now, this is amazing. You just put yourself for a moment in the position of the father. You've given your son the inheritance. You know that he has gone off and wasted it. You haven't seen him for ages. Everything you've ever heard about him tells what a waster, a profligate he has become, what a sinner. He drops out of sight altogether because he has reached the very depths of depravity. Then you see him coming back. Now, what would the average father do? You're not coming in my house again. Look what you've done. Or they might say, listen, son, there's some things we've got to get straight. And the son would expect a lecture. But what does the father, clearly representing our heavenly father in this parable, what does he do? He is tender-hearted. He is merciful. Because actually God has a merciful heart. And so he doesn't sort of wait with the attitude, okay, if, you, if I'm going to let you back into the house, there are some things we've got to get straight. I'm really going to you know, give you a lecture. He goes running towards him because of his compassion. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. Now, the son has got his pre-prepared speech. I think whenever we've got to do something we find really difficult, we often work out what we're going to say beforehand. And the son begins with his pre-prepared speech. Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Immediately the father cuts him off. He stops him at that point. Why? Well, the father knows that he is repentant, that he has come back. But he does not want to hear this, I am not worthy to be your son. You see, None of us is ever worthy to be the sons of God by our own strength or by what we ourselves have done. But what happens when we're born again is we're made worthy in God's sight through his forgiveness, through his love and acceptance of us. So 
the father addresses the servants, but the father said to his servants, quick, bring, bring the best robe and put it on him. Okay, what is the best robe in scripture? It's the robe of righteousness. What has the son got done? He's gone right away from the father. He's gone back into a life of sin, back into the world. He's forsaken, if you like, uh, the life of the kingdom. But now he has come back. So the father restores him immediately because he has repented, because he's turned back, because he has not, is not just sorry for his sin, but he's turned away from his sin. He puts on him the best robe, the robe of righteousness. Uh, put sandals on his feet. What does that uh, signify? Well, he is back on the way. He can now walk and live out the gospel of the kingdom. Remember, our feet are to be shod with the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of peace. So he's back in a place of peace with the Father. He can now begin to walk with God again, to put it simply. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let us have a feast to celebrate. What does this signify? Well, he is going to have this great and glorious feast because his son has now returned. The father is happy. But there's one other thing that I didn't mention that the father also gives him, and that is a ring to put on his finger. Now, what does that ring signify? The ring signifies that not only has he been restored to the family, not only is there going to be a great feast to celebrate his homecoming, but he is restored to the authority that he had, the authority that he has because he belongs to the family, the authority that he had forsaken when he had gone back to the world and lived a life of sin. And we need to understand that as believers, God has put on us a robe of righteousness, of full acceptance in God's sight. He has put his shoes on our feet so we can walk in the way of the gospel. But he's also put this ring on our finger. We have the authority of God, the authority of the kingdom. And we've seen these last weeks as we've been talking about the kingdom, that the kingdom is not a matter of talk, but of power. But the power of God is only released in our lives when we exercise the authority that he has given us. So I mention this, I really lay emphasis upon this, because, you know, you hear some people say, well, I went away from God and, and I've come back. I was backslidden and now I've been restored. But I can never really expect things to be as they were before because, you know, I did this and this and this and this. That's totally wrong. When God restores you, he restores you completely. He restores you to righteousness. He restores you to the same authority that you had, the full authority that you had even before you messed up. So that's very important for us to understand. And then the father says, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So he began to celebrate. This reminds us of the parable of the lost coin and the lost sheep. 
you know. But once they are found, there's this great celebration. I found my lost sheep. I found my lost coin. I found my lost son. However, that's not the end of the story. No, then we have the second part. Uh, meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of his one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come home. Now, notice that the the servant says, "Your brother has come home." He replied, "And your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound." Now, the older brother signifies the self righteous religious person. And what is his reaction? The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father, he, the father, went to meet the younger son, didn't he? So the father goes out. The father is always reaching out to us. Now this son, this older son, is just as much a waster as the younger son, but he doesn't realize it. The younger son realized how he'd wasted the inheritance, and he repented and turned back to the father. But the older son is full of self-righteousness. He 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 says, "Look, all these years I have been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders." Self-righteousness. Look at me. Look at what I've done. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. Question: Did he ever ask for a young goat? Did he ever ask for a celebration with his friends? Remember, the father gave the young son his whole inheritance when he asked for it. But here is this man who actually has the rest of the inheritance and hasn't even asked for a young goat. So full of what he does himself in his religious self-righteousness that he doesn't expect the father to give him anything, because if he'd expected the father to give him a young goat, he would have asked for it. But when this son of yours, he said. Now the servant said, "This brother of yours," but he's not even owning him as his brother. This son of yours, not this brother of mine, but this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home. You kill the fattened calf for him. Now, how does the father respond to him? My son, you are always with me. Everything I have is yours. It's almost as if the father is saying, "You never came and asked me for anything. I mean, it's all yours, son. You never asked me for anything." And then the father says, "But we had to celebrate because this brother of yours." Not just this son of mine, but this brother of yours was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found. You see, this is really a parable about the father. What a merciful father! What a forgiving father! What a gracious father! What a loving father! He loves both. Both the sons were wasters. One because he misused his inheritance, the second because he never asked for it. But what God wants for all of us is to use the inheritance of the kingdom that He has given us. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 